We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vincenzo, are you ready for rapid fire? I'm always ready, baby. Let's do this. Do it. Start off with with a Larry question. All caps, Larry. Is the media <laughs> going to be allowed to watch bull prep? Probably not until they get to Jacksonville, and then that is out of Notre Dame's hands. Actually, that is that is when so once the bowl you stuff get, is always up to the bowls. Correct. So once you get down there, there's going to be open practices because that's what the bull. People want to happen. You're going to see walkthroughs. You're not going to see anything all that exciting, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but those will be open. The ones that are here, I I would be shocked if we have access. We haven't in the past. Right. But again, this is a new regime. Yep. So yep. what it looks like, you know, he, it it could be different. You know, like you could get the first 20 minutes of practice again or something like that, like we've got in the past. I think most people just want to be able to talk to the players and, and sure. some, some coaches and stuff like that, even though, you know, we've got to, we got to talk to the coordinators throughout the season, yeah. which was something new this <laughs> year, but uh, you know, there, there are plenty of other assistants to, to talk to and stuff like that, to get their thoughts on, you know, kind of how things went over the course of the season. So I would doubt that we get to watch <clears throat> much just based on how things usually work, but you're right, Vince. It's like, once you get down to the bowl, the mm-hmm. bowl makes all the calls on what's you know what's open, what's closed, and all that kind of like even the post game interviews are different when you get to the bowl game. It's it's usually just open locker room as opposed to right. here where you have a very controlled environment. They bring in you know players and you know all that different stuff. So yeah, all up to the bowls, all up to the bowls. Okay, so Marcus Freeman, we've already heard a couple of his comments in the show, and he was asked about. Isaiah Foskey, as well as Michael Mayer, and their potential bold availability during his Gator Bowl Zoom with the media Sunday. Here's his response to that. Both of them, both of them, and uh, you know, we had a plan to you know sit out some guys in as recovery for these last two practices of development and trying to you know kind of really focusing on the younger guys and developing uh, you know the younger guys on our team. And so I told both of those guys kind of just. Take the week and um, you know take a couple of days to really think about what they want to do for their future, and we will uh, discuss it sometime this week, probably early this week. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So fill in the blank, Vince. After hearing that, you feel blank about Foskey and Mayer and their potential, their possibility of playing in the bowl game. I feel a skosh better about the fact that they might play, like a skosh. Uh, but I don't – I mean, I, I would still, if I was a betting man, I would bet that they will not play, obviously. But, you know, as a fan, as a Notre Dame fan, I want to see those guys one more time in a Notre Dame uniform. So, of course, I'm holding out hope that they will do that, but they, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that he will ever, that they will be back. I, I just, I think that they're going to opt out. I, but there's a, the fact that they haven't said anything yet gives, it leaves the door open. The skosh, the, the skosh. skosh, define the skosh. I do find it interesting that it's been more than a week since their last game yeah, and neither has made a definitive public statement on this yet, you know, any kind of announcement. And then you hear Marcus Freeman say that now that could change quickly could happen at any time, but then you hear Marcus Freeman say that. And it's like, well, you know, it would like, it feels like they're thinking about it. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you would think that if they're going to opt out and get ready for the draft, that you would just get it out of the way and do it. Right. But it seems like the longer this goes on, maybe there's actually a chance that they yeah. could. Like you said, even if it's just a tiny scotch right now. And I mean, I consider these guys, like we've talked about weeding out, you know, the wrong character. I consider these guys two, you know, high quality team guys. Yeah, I do you know? too. So, do too. so who knows? It gives me hope. Yeah. It gives me hope. I have, 
I have more hope that guys like Patterson and Lug are going to play than Isaiah Foskey and Michael Mayer. You know, if I had to like pick guys that were going to play and weren't going to play, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, but I would still be way more surprised if they put out an announcement that they are playing versus an announcement that they're not. And I feel like either way, there's going to be an announcement. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So Freeman was also asked about other potential opt-outs and if there's a deadline for when he would like to know the plans for maybe guys Mm -hmm. who are opting out and or transfer portal and that kind of stuff. So here's the comments on that. Um, We've had individual meetings with uh, a lot of our players and um, really just talked to them about, you know, taking it a little bit of time to kind of figure out their plans, uh, you know, for transfer portal for playing in the bowl game and, and uh, other decisions they have to make. And so um, we've had individual meetings all week. That's the, you know, one of the good things about having these four days of a dead period to meet with your guys and talk about the roster and, and make plans as a head coach. And, uh, you know, we haven't set a, a firm date uh, deadline, but we, we told them, listen, we know um, as far as far as getting into the portal, uh, the portal opens on Monday. And so we need to, to kind of have a, an idea of what the, the future plans are, are for certain guys. But, you know, for our guys that have decided that are deciding if they're going to play or opt out for uh, the NFL draft, um, they understand they you know, the sooner the better. I just didn't want them to have to rush into a decision, kind of just take a week. We just got done playing a 12-game season. Take a week, talk um, amongst the people they trust, their coaches, um, their families, and uh, probably be ready to make a decision here Monday, early this week. Today is Monday. Today is early this week. And this was, of course, just yesterday that he made these comments. First, I just wanted to throw up Anthony's comment. He has more optimism. Vince defeats Ryan in the cage match than Michael Mayer and Isaiah Foskey playing in the bowl game. Not sure how I should take that <laughs> saying. It's not sure how I feel about that particular comment. But you like, know. Different, very, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So what do you think, Vince? Over, under, three and a half total bowl opt-outs the Irish are going to have. So are we talking opt-outs? I wanted to ask clarification. On well, this I guess we've got, a, you know, and I thought about the wording on this. Yeah. You know, like, are, are guys going to pack up for the portal and bolt the way Drew Pine did as well? I guess you could right. combine them in this if you want to. Oh, well, we're already at three. Let's let's not count the two that we are, or the three that we've already <laughs> got. Three and a half more, I guess, at this point. What is that roster going to look like? Is it yeah. going to be down to 50 guys by the time the bowl rolls around? I think... If we're combining NFL and transfer portal, I think it's going to be over. I really do because I think think there's going to be a lot of depth pieces that are going to opt out because. But again, these are not guys that we've probably seen play a lot that are that we're talking about, right? Yes, absolutely correct. And so I would be, I would be absolutely shocked if we see more starters hit the transfer portal, okay, uh, before the bowl game. I would I not agree. be shocked, obviously, if Michael Mayer and Isaiah Foskey say that they're going to opt out. I don't see anybody else going to the NFL that are going to opt out outside of those two. So if that was the question, I would say under. If we're combining everything, it's I think it's going to be way over. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think that they're like – I can. I agree with everything that you said. I, I don't think that we're going to see 
you know, beyond like the mayors and Foskies and may, you know, like I, Patterson could have a decision to make since he has had some injuries of his own. Sure. Does he want to risk it in a bowl game? You know, that kind of thing, those kind of guys, because he he's out of eligibility. Jason Adam Alola, he's out of eligibility. So those kind of guys, you know, those are business decisions. Those are career decisions down the road. I, I think those are different. So beyond those kind of guys, though, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't think we're going to see like many starters who are part of this group. But I think the group will be fairly substantial. Yeah, I do too. And again, I think it's going to be more depth in, pieces in numbers. Than portal, but yes, in yeah. in numbers, absolutely correct. Yeah. So while we're waiting, ask both kicker and punter. We're both the kicker and punter one year rentals, or does either have another year of eligibility? Now, Groupie was definitely. A one year sot i thought because i went and looked before senior day i it looked like sot because of the fact that the ivy league didn't play that year like mm. he should have another year but he also walked at senior day so right. you would think that that means that's it for him yeah that's uh let's see 18 19 uh 21 he played and then this year that's five but then you've got the COVID year. So maybe he has another year, but I think well, did, the plan... but he, they didn't play the Ivy didn't play at all in 20. Right. So, but they have a COVID year. Like, don't they? Right. So like that COVID year. And, that, and that's my point. So like yeah. if he played in 18 and 19 and then 21 and 22, that's four years, four. but he still was on a team in 20. So that would mean he has a fifth year of eligibility granted right. by the NCAA. I would and be surprised. I, I would be surprised if he came back. I yeah. think the whole plan all along was for Bryce McPherson to be the, I mean, honestly, the plan all along was for him to be the punter this year as a true freshman, but they were able to bring in John side. I think he did an admirable job. I think he did a great job. Did a great job. Yeah. More than um, admirable. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think the plan is for Bryce McPherson. He's going to obviously redshirt this year because he was going to be the kickoff guy and then didn't end up being the kickoff guy. So he's got a whole red shirt. So he's got four years of eligibility left. So I think I think Bryce McPherson is your starter next year. And then as yeah. far as the kicking situation goes, I think, you know, you've got Zach Yoakum, who's a true freshman. He was your kickoff guy this year. So mm -hmm. he's going to be a sophomore. And then you've got Josh Bryan, who I don't think he played in four games, uh, but he already had a red shirt year. So he's going to be a sophomore as well. So you're going to have two sophomores kind of battling it out, I would imagine, uh, in the spring. Yeah. in the fall. Yeah. There are there are a ton of quarterbacks and people keep throwing names out there right now. And I just you know, Keaton Slovis is not coming to Notre Dame. No, I don't All think right? so. They had an opportunity to get him last offseason and they didn't. Yeah. Okay? So that's not happening. Somebody mentioned him. Yeah. Vince, do you buy or sell the college football playoff selection? Got the four playoff teams right. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, TCU. Number four, Ohio State. I think they did. I, I think they're on a streak of, honestly, at the end of the day, with everything that happens and everything that goes on, I think they got it right again. And I think they've gotten it right way more often than they haven't. I think they've gotten it right almost every year. If you really go back and you're just talking about the top four teams, I think they've gotten it right every year. And I... I think they got it right this year. They're, in my opinion, they're after the four that made it in. There's a well, drop off. Georgia and Michigan are, I mean, half the field right there. 
no-brainers. They were both no undefeated, yep. won conference championships, both 13-0, no doubt about it. The only question was TCU, Ohio State, and what you did with USC. They dropped USC all the way to 10th. Yes, they did. Which, I mean, and, and I think they deserved it based on how that right. score ended up. I was shocked at the score after watching USC the week before, but they completely deserved it. They so, couldn't tackle just like Notre Dame couldn't tackle the yeah. week before. I mean, you know. It is what it is. So, yeah. and I, and as do you far have as any like, problem with them, you know, as, as Stymie said, glad they didn't allow the rematch. Do you have any problem with maybe like Ohio State four, TCU three? Like, should TCU have fallen? Personally, I think TCU has better wins than Ohio State does. Yeah. And I think that the fact that they got it to overtime at yes. the end. And by the way, I have to say this, by the way, when TCU in overtime, decided to go for it rather than kick the field goal. You know, one, they try to stuff it up the middle without Max Duggan running the football to the running back. They're not the most physical team up front. So I don't have a whole lot of, you know, hope for them against Michigan, I don't think. But my, my bottom line is I'm sitting on the over-under for the for, for oh, a no. parlay on this thing. After USC, you know, like I, I was texting you and Jesse Saturday morning, USC – at least you, that game at least scored enough points to get me the over in that game. Yeah. If TCU had scored the touchdown on fourth and goal, I've got the over. They they would have gone over with that. <laughs> if they had just kicked the field goal and then Kansas State answers with nothing else but a field goal to tie the game again, I would have gone over. But guess what happened? They stuffed. get stuffed. Kansas State gets the only three of overtime. So I miss I miss it by I think a point and a half is what I missed it on. So unbelievable. Thanks, TCU. I'm not pulling for you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Betting makes us all fans or not yeah. fans of teams. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. I did I, not like the play calling either, Anthony, because I just don't think they're physical enough. How do they get down there? That. That's the question. How did they get down there in that position, right? Uh, the quarterback yeah. running the ball. Like, that's how you got there. Why, you know, dance with who brung you. Why are you going to something else on the goal line? That's that's tough for me. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if this will show up on, that'll show up on bad beats, by the way, as Stymie points out, a bad should. beat. <laughs> should. I think it should as well. Yeah. But no, I, and I think they got the rankings correct. As I think they well did too. Because yeah. I think TCU has better wins than Ohio State does. And that's where playing in the Big Ten hurts Ohio State. If we're all being honest about it, there there were better wins for TCU in the Big 12 than Ohio State had in the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's sure. the reality of it. And so that's it, no matter how much the Big Ten likes to pat itself on the back. Right. I mean, they got two teams in, so good for them, but it's a very top heavy, top heavy conference. I mean, just look at the other division. You know, right. Purdue hung in there as much as they could. And now Brom is, you know, the hot candidate again for jobs. But you know, let's remember he went eight and four. And, you know, just because you win a division in the Big Ten, yeah, you know, well, right. whatever. But that 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 conference is still very top heavy, is my right. point. And that's exactly right. And they got smoked by the only team that was good on their schedule, and that was Michigan. And so I have no problem with it. On top of that. It worked out well that there's not a rematch in the final four. If both teams happen to win their game, then you get a rematch in the national championship. And you want to talk about the lead up to that one, Oof. the game times two or whatever, the game part two, 
like, okay, like that, that's what people are dreaming about right now. And yeah. so you get your opportunity for that. If both can take care of business. Yep. Speaking of dreaming, Nick Saban spent his Saturday dreaming about being in the college football playoff again. Like we haven't seen Alabama enough, but he went on at halftime of that big 10 championship game. He goes on Fox and they basically let him stump for Alabama to be included in the 14 playoff field. What'd you think about that? And he was on ESPN and he was on sports center and he, he was on ESPN because I was stuck in a hotel room, you know, just watching these games and watching Uh TV he was on at least twice on ESPN. I flipped the channel the second time he was going to come on. So he was all over the airwaves, number one. Number two, I think it is hilarious watching Nick Saban grovel and <laughs> basically beg for I his know. team to be in the final four. Like that is hilarious to me because he does he's not usually in that position it's usually other people and he just kind of sits back and laughs at them Mm -hmm. but dude it's like being in debate class and getting the topic that you know is wrong and still having to debate (laughs) you've still got to make an argument correct that's what it felt like i was watching (laughs) seriously i mean he's out there and he's like oh we'd be favored against tcu and it's just all this shameless plugging and you know it's it's the equivalent of cheap clickbait tv you know on on boxes it's just like easy money put nick saban on and and let him go and let him whine about how they deserve to be in the playoff and i mean he starts talking about how they're better than tcu well you know you shouldn't have lost to what turned out to be a pretty average lsu team if you're really better than tcu i mean that's what it comes down to if if you don't lose that game you're in the playoff right now and the gem the gem of the whole thing as Saban says, TCU had a bad loss to a bad Kansas State team. So guess who Alabama's playing in the Sugar Bowl? That You know, that bad K-State team. And, you know, for listeners of the show, I'm a University of Kansas guy, not a Kansas State University right. guy. I'm a Jayhawk, not a Wildcat. But I got an emaw on this one, every man a Wildcat. It's like, if you want to turn me and you want to make me pull for Kansas State <laughs> for a game, Nick Saban, you figured out how to do it. So congratulations. <laughs> I love it. I'm pro I, wildcat. In, in it was in embarrassing, is what it was. Honestly, yeah. it was embarrassing. And if my SID comes up to me and is like, "Hey, Nick, uh, I, I need you to go on and you know plug for Alabama to be in the Final Four. What do you think?" I'm like, we're ten and two. We don't belong in the Final Four. So right. I'm going to go ahead and just watch these games on TV. You let me know how that turns out. Right. By the way, they announced the Heisman finalists: Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan. Uh, C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams. Are okay. The I don't think any shock there. But four guys no. getting there. You don't always get four guys. There. That's true. So. I mean, it, this should be a runaway. I mean, there, there really shouldn't be any, you know, surprise here. If it's not Caleb Williams, I think that there's something wrong with the award. And that's a different conversation anyway. But, uh, yeah. I'd be shocked as well. Fill in the blank, Vince. The Notre Dame women's basketball team beating UConn Sunday is blank. Huge for Neil Ivey. Uh, you know, she's obviously a, a young coach, and she got to go up against him as a player on numerous occasions, especially when they were back in the Big East together and they would play, you know, multiple times a year and the whole thing. That's the gold standard. I mean, I you know, look, say what you want to about UConn and, and kind of where – because they've fallen off a little bit, but they're still the number three team in the country, yeah. okay? Gino Ariema is still one of the most known, 
women's basketball coaches because of what he did at UConn. The, yeah. Okay. Right now. And yeah. that is still a massive win for Neil Ivy in her young coaching career. And so I give her a ton of credit. She had those kids ready to play. They played hard and she is recruiting her butt off. And this is not going to be the last time that Notre Dame gives it to UConn. And I'm here, I'm here for it. <laughs> and I mean, it's basically the biggest win for the Irish since they beat UConn in the final four back in 2019 in Tampa. That was when they ended up being the national runner up that year, but they beat them in back-to-back years. Arike Agumba Wale was there yesterday. That yeah. was cool. And star we'll power about, was, yeah, was, you know, was on we'll, point. We'll talk about some of the other star power here in a minute, but you know, and, and I realized I read an article, you know, from like the UConn side today. Well, AZ Fudd was injured and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm old enough to remember as well back when Neil Ivey was still playing in 2001 when they beat UConn for the very first time. I was lucky to be on the call for the very first Notre Dame win over UConn. They had a player named Shea Ralph who was an All-American and she did not play well in that game. And Diana Taurasi did not play well in that game. But guess what? Notre Dame still won the game and it still counts as a win. You know, it doesn't matter. And, you know, flash forward to the final four that year, Notre Dame beat UConn once again with those players. So this is huge for the program. You know, they had a nice win over NC state last year, but this is UConn. And how much does a win over UConn mean? It means that you can lose to Maryland at home. And then three days later, you still move from seventh to fifth. You move up in the polls (laughs) because you beat UConn. And you, not only did you beat them, you beat them. Yes. Okay? Like that was a beat down and they lost on a last second shot to Maryland in, in a game where Notre Dame didn't play that great. And they, right. it still took a last second buzzer beater to beat them. So I think deservedly so they bu- bumped yeah. up to five. I really do. Now they got to keep that momentum going. You know, they got to keep that, that train of moving in the right Absolutely. direction, but they got a lot of fun pieces, Sean. And I know you know this from a firsthand basis, but. They got a lot of fun pieces on that team, and they're, they do. Fun, they're fun to watch. They're fun to getting, watch. Keeps getting more fun, and obviously it starts with Olivia. You know, she came out there and oh. said, here we go, got the first bucket of the game, and then yes. did her Olivia Miles stuff <laughs> all game long. Yeah. 13 of the, you know, and like you said, you know, sometimes there's times it's like, well, you know, do you really want to take that shot? But the way she moves through the lane and, and can create on her own, and then it just it opens up the floor so much more because now you have to focus on her as the scorer when you already know can, that, that she can distribute. And that's another thing. Nika Mule, the number one assist you know, point guard in the nation playing for UConn yesterday, she came in, first UConn point guard ever, first UConn player ever to have double-digit assists in four straight games going into yesterday. She didn't sniff double-digit assists in that game, so that streak ended and i mean yeah. olivia miles was far and away you know the best point oh. guard on the floor she was the best player on the floor but yeah. maddie westbelt had a nice game too maddie westbelt really stepped up and she had kind of been a little bit frustrated going through you know a, a little bit of physical stuff the last couple of weeks or so and she really came out had her best game of the season they needed that as well it was it was a great team performance obviously it starts with olivia but i mean the number looking at this after the game they out rebound uconn 39 to 26 and they had a 46 to 16 advantage in the paint that's, that's dominance beautiful. right that's, there. that's that's beautiful, beautiful. i yeah. look i i you know the the pickup of of ebo uh i think she is i mean she's a monster in the middle which is yep. i mean she's fun to watch mabry is like the fire of the team and then you know you've got citron 
she, you know, I, it just, there's, there's so many different, like if somebody's having an off night, there's people to pick up the slack. I mean, this is a, and this that's is a team. It's a very versatile lineup. It's yes. a very versatile lineup. Exactly. And that, that helps. And like they weren't quite versatile enough against Maryland. And that was part of the problem. But they were versatile. <laughs> they were versatile against yeah. UConn. Yeah. Again, you can lose to Maryland on a buzzer beater, another ranked team, and then turn around three days later and beat UConn, and you move up in the national polls. That's tells you that's what, you what beating UConn does. Just tells you what you need to know. I yeah. I'm going to tells you where it. your program is yes. in a big way as well. Exactly. I'm 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 making it a point to go to see some women's games this year. There's no right. no question about that. I'll be there. I know you will. I'll be sitting next to you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fill in the blank on this next one. Marcus Freeman sitting behind the Irish bench during that entire game is blank. Is awesome. It's awesome. I And I've talked about this before. And being at Notre Dame and, and being around Notre Dame and things of that nature, you know, I only see Notre Dame. But the the support that the, co- the different programs give each other, I think is unique. I, I feel like it's unique. I, I think it's awesome. And... I mean, they were literally announcing what bowl game that Marcus Freeman was going to go to while at the women's game. Yeah. Now he was sitting next to Katie Lonergan, who's the the her his SID, and so I'm sure she right. was plugged into everything that was going on. But he was there with his kid, and he, he's in the front row. Jared Parker dude, was there, dude. I, I, and there was a bunch of players there, from what I understand, as yeah. well. That's well, awesome. and that's that's. Some players, I think it was right before the game started, some of the players, you know, like walked right in front of them because there's that, you know, the, the row right there behind yeah. the bench. And then they were in the first row of seats. And you see like the players giving Marcus Freeman a bro hug and all that kind of stuff, you know. And, you know, so I think, you know, that kind of uh, speaks volumes, yes. <laughs> the fact that they would do that. But I think it speaks volumes that he was sitting where he was as well because, you know, those seats are typically reserved for, you know, team staff and family members right behind the bench and like there were times where brian kelly you'd see him at some men games i don't i don't know if he went to many women's games or not but i would see him at some men's games you know and he'd be right there in the front row you know like the courtside seats and all that stuff so the camera picked him up and all that kind of, of thing and but marcus freeman's sitting right behind the bench and you know again he's he's got his own family with him and you see all these you know other player and family and stuff back there maris leofow was back there, you know. He's uh, he's been a regular at all the games and and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you you know know that connection, but there may or may not be a relationship, you know, with uh, with a player on the team. So, you know, it's know that, but it's right. pretty cool. Yeah, he's a, he's a regular out there. I see him in that uh, in that section all the time. Okay, all right. The games, Very so. good. Okay. That means hey, whoever he's dating, uh, we don't need to get into that. But at the same time, right. good boyfriend. You show up, I like it. <laughs> That's right. You know, you know whoever he's dating showing up to his games. So right, touche. I like it. Good job. Right. 
Yeah, but I think it's, you know, just like you said, he's waiting to find out what bowl game they're in, and he's there the whole thing. You know, like they kind of disappeared for halftime. I'm sure they went someplace where people couldn't bug him, but then, you know, he's got his security guy with him there and the yeah, whole thing. right next so, to him. <laughs> yep. So we've had a lot of DJ Uyangalale questions during this show, and we've got a Clemson and Notre Dame wow. fan who is asking this. You know, again, it's like, we, you know, we can probably fill up most of the week, most of the next couple of weeks with, you know, insert transfer quarterback here. I'm not really high on DJ Uyangalale because of just, you know, some of the accuracy and just kind of what we've seen from him over the, you know, like you talk about a guy with a large sample size, he's got a large sample size yes, right now. And I, I, I don't think you need necessarily a reclamation project like that that Correct. you need to take on you need someone who is yep. closer to maybe being a finished product than dj Uyangalale. that's my I personal opinion 100 agree he's more of an athlete than he is a quarterback and he's not mobile i mean he's a he's going to be a guy that you need to be in the pocket uh and i don't really trust him to be in the pocket and throwing to i just it's not something that I would want at Notre Dame. I just don't think that that's a huge upgrade from what is already in the room. I mean, if, if we're being honest, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's an upgrade. Uh, he will have other opportunities, and I'm sure he's going to land someplace great. But I don't really want it to be Notre Dame. That's not. If I'm looking for a transfer quarterback, I don't want to have to develop him. Yeah, you've got to be able to step in. That's the whole point of bringing right. somebody in like that. Right. You want a smart guy, good mechanics, sound yeah. mechanics, all those different things who you can come in and it's like, okay, here's our system now. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. He's played. And and based on the history he has, it's probably going to be more a pocket guy. <laughs> you know, absolutely. the history with the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Because he was the starter all last year, right? And then all this year. So he's got two years of starting. And then he obviously filled in for Trevor Lawrence when he was out during 2020. So he's got two years of starting. I still don't want him. It, it doesn't. It doesn't impress me personally. I don't think yeah. it's much of an upgrade. I agree. Mike wants to know if they'll take a couple more players if the defections persist. Meaning they'll take a couple more players in the like uh, recruiting wise. That's what I was trying to figure out. Okay. Well, if if that's the angle of the not- question, there's a reason they went from a class of twenty one twenty two to a class of twenty seven twenty eight because they knew that there was going to be more spots. And that's why they have continued to recruit some guys. That's why they've continued to put more effort into building the program from the bottom up, because they knew there was going to be more scholarships available, either by the player wanting to leave or the team wanting the player to leave. And one more just opened up, because I don't think they were anticipating Pine leaving. Right. I agree. You know, if, you know, again, it's, if you can get the right kind of guy, I don't think that you start filling that just to fill it. And specific to this year, again, with, with all that we talked about earlier in the show, it's, it's also going to be a question of, okay, once these Notre Dame guys, the, the current Notre Dame guys make their decision on if they're going to stay or going to go, then you say, okay, who has gone? What's our depth chart look like now? Where do we have immediate needs that we've got to go out in the transfer portal and fill them with that for next year? You know, like wide receiver is an obvious one. Quarterback is one that we're talking about. Those kind of spots, maybe, you know, defensive line, there are going to be some things that need to be 
address there. So you're going to look at, okay, where do we need to fill immediate holes first? Can we get those guys in? You know, because are they grad transfers versus are they underclassmen? Right. You know, because right. like I saw that's big. That's card, still a thing. You know, card from Texas come up and you know, and seen some things about him, but that's still an underclassman. So yeah, the, you know, there, there, there are bigger questions still with the underclassmen. That I believe that Card is going to be a graduate, though. Oh, is I think, he? I, thought, I, I, I thought believe. He... I believe he's going to have his degree. Okay. So I think that makes it even more of a possibility of him coming to Notre Dame. Okay. I believe. Just going to go with I believe on that one. I believe. <laughs> I believe. I believe that you will win. <laughs> I believe that we will win. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we hit a lot of stuff tonight. I, yeah, I, we I did. Think, I think that uh, Milton was kind of giving us grief for not being rapid enough with rapid fire. We don't, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't promise a, a fast pace to rapid fire. We just promise that we're going to get a lot of topics out. That's there. right. And you can rewatch the show and put it at like one and a half speed, and it will be a lot faster. <laughs> That's exactly right. If you want it to be that rapid, just do that yourself. Set it on two speed when you're listening yeah. to your podcast or whatever. Right. I did that on accident reason. one time, and I was like, what is happening? Why do these guys sound like this? Why are they talking? Why are they... <laughs> <laughs> it took me it, it it took me too long to figure out that that was what the problem was. Like an embarrassingly long time. <laughs> To figure out that that was the problem. So I will say that. All right. <laughs> well, again, we appreciate you being by here tonight. A lot of good stuff as always. Enjoyed it as always. Vince, hit that like button if you would on your way out. We do appreciate it. And it does help out. Irish Breakdown. Man, we're getting closer to Christmas right oh, now. So close, man. Like, yeah. so close. We got St. Nicholas Day coming up. And then it's rolling right into Christmas. So it's going to be... It, it, it's going to be quick. It's going to be here before you know it, my friend. <laughs> I just, I'll let you answer this one real quick from Tommy before we wrap things up tonight. If you had to guess, who's the coach standing outside of Keon's house, Keon Keeley, of course, <laughs> with the boom box? <laughs> well, it's got to be Chad Bowden. I mean, your isn't that? Be your eyes. I'm complete. Your eyes. No, that's the wrong song, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's good. No, Peter Gabriel, but it's the wrong song. <laughs> it's got to be Chad Bowden. He's got to be the guy. He's the one. Remember, remember uh, whoever it was was coming off the tarmac at, at South Bend Airport, and they had the gold boom box, and they were, like, mm -hmm. in his face and, you know, having a – that's him. That's Here's what one. Notre that's Dame needs. Notre Dame needs that 49ers boom box guy. Like, that needs to be a part of what – like, you want to bring in the recruits, you need the 49ers boom box guy, the big buff dude with the massive – Boom box up on his shoulder. They've got the boom box, man. They got the golden boom box. It exists. Just gotta put it out in action, baby. Put it into action. Alright. Hit the like button if you would. Subscribe, rate, review. We will talk to you tomorrow right here on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.